Well, once again, happy Mother's Day to everyone here in the auditorium and a lot of those people that are watching online. God bless you all. If you have your Bibles and you have your notes, go ahead and get those out. We're going to talk for just a couple of minutes. And we are going to um, look into a great woman in the Bible by the name of Esther. And we're going to have a, a time of just looking at her life. And the name of God that we are using today is up on the wall. You'll see it to my right, the God who gave you birth. What a great name. I've really never heard that name of God. Have you? And so I figured on Mother's Day that normally I don't like to talk on Mother's Day because I'm not a, I'm not a mother. I don't identify as a mother. I realize I am full man. And sometimes I have re trouble relating and, and speaking about being a mom because I'm not a mom. But as we were thinking about the names of God as a staff and looking through this, this name came up and, and, and I instantly got, a, got an image, uh, a symbol, uh, a visual of, of I think, uh, a story that's going to really encourage the moms today. Guys, how many of you know that the moms and mothers and women in general, they do an incredible job and they do a lot of work. Can I get an amen, guys? Yeah. And so I want to just encourage the moms today. I want to encourage women in general. I want to encourage grandmas. I want to encourage every single one of you just to continue to do what God has called you to do. And just, I want you to leave today in the next few moments encouraged and motivated and inspired. And I believe we can, we can learn uh, how to do that and how to live that life by the woman Esther in the Old Testament. And so the, uh, uh, the name, the God who gave you birth, came out of Deuteronomy, actually. It's there in Deuteronomy 32, 18. And you deserted the rock you fathered, who fathered you. You forgot the God who gave you birth. Now watch this, church. Mothers and God share one thing in common. They both gave birth. Now think about that. What an honor. God ultimately gives birth to all of us, right? But mothers specifically share one incredible trait with God our Father and that you have given birth to your children. And so God is the one that we are looking at today. He's the one who gave us birth as we are honoring the incredible women. Here's a couple quotes. Look in your notes. Jeffrey Holland said, To all the mothers everywhere, past, present, and future, I say thank you for giving birth for shaping souls, for forming character, and for demonstrating the pure love of Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? A mother's one who can take the place of all others, but whose place no one else can take. And then Andy Stanley said this greatly, your greatest accomplishment as a mother may not be something you do, but someone you raise. Now, that's particularly true in the story of Esther. Esther is in the uh, Old Testament. It's an incredible story. If you ever get a chance to read Esther, read it. Uh, uh, by the way, it's the only book in the Bible that the word God is not mentioned. But it's full of God. Esther was this outcast. If, you, if she was running in the Kentucky Derby, you would not bet that she would win. She had everything going against her. But in spite of that, God saw beauty in Esther. 
God saw something special in that young woman, and she defeated all odds, and she came out of nowhere. She was in last place, and she won the Super Bowl and the NBA championship. She became the queen against all odds. And while she was queen, there was an evil plan to kill off the Jewish people. And her uncle Mordecai came to her and said, Esther, you have become queen for such a time as this. Esther, if you don't stand up, if you don't do something, God is going to pick someone else. But you have been picked for royal position for such a time as this. What an incredible message. And Esther stood up, and that woman, all by herself with the power of God, was able to save an entire Jewish generation. She gave birth to an entire generation of Jewish people that were saved. And to this day, every single year, Esther is celebrated in the Jewish culture because she made a huge difference in her generation. And to all the moms that are here today, I believe that spirit of Esther is on you. I believe you've got a royal calling. I believe God has put you in this position for such a time as this. And as you stand up and become the woman that God has called you to be, you are going to save a generation just like Esther. Can I get an amen? amen. Now, in your notes, you're going to see Esther. And I know you're wondering, if you've been around her for a while, you're, you're automatically thinking right now, what does Esther's name mean? Beautiful symbolism. Esther's name means shining star. Wow. And in just a few minutes, ladies, you're going to come forward and I'm going to pray for all the women that are here today. I'm going to pray for everyone watching online that you, like Esther, would be the shining star that God has made you to be. You can have 42 great-grandkids and, and grandchildren like Eleanor, or you can not have the ability to produce children. You are called for royal position for such a time as this. And to all the mothers, we are going to pray for you and believe that you are going to be the person that God has called you to be. You are going to shine. How many know that we're living in a dark world? Like, I'm serious. I know I'm getting old. 61 years old. But sometimes I look at Tammy and I said, what kind of world are we living in? This is crazy what's going on. And you know what the answer is? Women. To shine. <laughs> Women to step up. Women to stand up. Women to become all that God has called them to be. You are the answer. And you, like Esther, can make a huge difference in this world. It's a dark world. We need some Esthers to shine up, stand up and shine and become all that God's called them to be. So as I was looking at and, and thinking about this story and thinking about the symbolism, um, God gave me a little picture, and I'm going to just uh, illustrate this here today. How many are still with me? Let, me? let me hear a big amen. Oh, dear. Wow. One plan on that happening. We'll get the... Did you see how I recovered from that? Wasn't that amazing? I'm light on my feet, baby. So I am putting out some cones. 
with signs on them. And these cones with the names are, are, are symbolic of obstacles. And as I was praying and studying and looking at this, God gave me this picture. And I'm going to share it with you. I've got a few more. Thank you, Austin. Obstacles. Hindrances. Things that you have to walk around and not trip over. <laughs> now, this is the picture that I saw as I was studying. And here it is. <clears throat> Esther had a lot of strikes against her. She was an orphan. She was an immigrant. She was an outcast. She was adopted. And if you were to look at her, you'd say, there's no way that she's going to make a difference with all these things against her. So watch this. She was a woman. In those days, women were not viewed the same as men. So she was a woman. She was beautiful, the Bible says. How many know that beautiful women sometimes have a hard time? All of you are beautiful today. She was a woman. She was beautiful. She was an orphan. She was an immigrant. She was in exile. She was a second-class citizen. She was in slavery. And she was under great oppression. And yet God had the ability Watch this. To see through these obstacles and see greatness in Esther when no one else could. He's looking at her and he has the ability and the power and the, 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 the strength to not get caught up in all these obstacles that would prevent Esther from being all that she was called to be. But he had the ability, like he does with you, he has the ability to look beyond our weaknesses and he has the ability to see greatness in you. I hope you're getting this. See, most people, when they come with obstacles, they, 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 they stop. These are hindrances and, and it keeps people. But God had the ability of navigating through all of these obstacles and not allowing them to keep him from seeing the value and the greatness and the potential in a woman called Esther. He saw that she was a shining star when no one else did. And whether you're a man or a woman, God still has the ability today to see beyond the obstacles that are put in our path and see greatness. So I know this is a Mother's Day message, but really this is a message for all of us here today. Because how many know we all have obstacles that are in our lives? And like Esther, God had the ability to look through those obstacles and see in a dark world that Esther 
is going to be that shining star. Now, I'm going to turn these around because those are obstacles that Esther had, but I want to maybe show some obstacles that women today have. So I'm just going to turn these obstacles around. They still are obstacles. They still uh, are hindrances. They still are things that women are concerned with and bothered about, and these are obstacles that many times are in the way of women today. Now, I already told you I'm not a woman, but I'm married to a woman, and I've got two daughters, so I know a little bit about women. Now, watch this. They're faced with the spirit of comparison, especially on social media and and the Internet. You see a mom doing this, and your first... Response is, well, I'm not like that, or, or how come I'm not doing that? Or, how come? They, they, they have issues sometimes with comparison, insecurity, fearful. Sometimes they're faced with uncertainty, and those are obstacles that women are faced with, filled with doubt. They're filled with anxiety. They're filled with failure, hang-ups. They, they, they deal with self-worth and identity. Now watch this. If God had the ability thousands of years ago to look at Esther despite her weaknesses and see potential, I believe we serve a God today that is still able to navigate through obstacles and see value. The Bible says he's the same. Yesterday, today, And what? Forever. He doesn't change. And so, ladies today, moms today, grandmas today, women today, if you're here today, these may not be your obstacles, but we all have obstacles. And there's things in our lives that we're dealing with. And I'm here to encourage you today on Mother's Day to let you know that God, watch this, is not intimidated by the obstacles in our life. He has the ability, watch this, by the power of the Holy Spirit to navigate through these obstacles and trip over stage, pieces of wood on the stage, and see that you are a shining star. Notice the, notice the crown that is here today. Did you see the coronation of, of King Charles this week? If you were sensitive and looked beyond the media, there was some incredible things that were taking place during that coronation. Did you see the, 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 uh, how specific and detailed that priest put that crown on King Charles's head? He didn't just flop it down there. He put it on there. He picked it up. He moved it. He adjusted it and put it back on powerful principles. Did you see his oldest son come and kiss him on the cheek and and, and pledge his loyalty? Did you see the wayward son in the shadows covered by a 
red feather. Incredible truths, incredible principles. Watch this. God saw Esther, and despite her obstacles and despite your issues, he has the ability to navigate through all those things and place on you a crown of jewels to let you know that you are valuable and he loves you and he believes in you and he's going to be with you today. I wish I had the time to put this crown on every single woman that's here today. I love the symbolism. I love the beauty. I, I, I want you to walk out today with a crown, knowing that God believes in you and he sees you as a shining star in a dark, dark world. All right, let's, let's talk real quickly for a few minutes. If you're still with me, let me hear an amen. amen. The God who made you, I've got five principles that we're going to talk about really quickly. The God who gave you birth, he gave you birth, number one, to live a life of purpose. Everyone say purpose. 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 That word there, purpose, means the reason you exist. I love this, 1 John. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the enemy. How many know that Jesus had a purpose? He had a reason for living. And the message I want to give to all the women today, my beautiful daughter's here, Allison, my wife is here today, and all the other beautiful women, women, God made you to live a life of purpose. The purpose of life is a life of purpose. Two most important days in your life is the day you were born and the day you discover why. And to every mother here today and every woman, I want to declare to you today the best thing you can possess is a life of purpose. Why are you here and where are you going and why did God make you? God made you to live a life of purpose. There's a, there's a gentleman called Rick Warren. He's a very successful pastor in California. He wrote two books that sold 50 million copies. Just a, a hippie in California. Wrote two books. First book was The Purpose Driven Church, which as a young man I consumed that book. That was so beautiful. And they wrote a second book. And I know John Anderson is here. He reads that book every day. It's called The Purpose Driven Life. Why did Rick Warren sell 50 million copies of that book. He sold 50 million copies of that book because most people are not living a life of purpose. They don't know why they're here. They don't know why they're created. They don't know what in the world they're doing. Rick Warren sold, and by the way, he gave away 90% of the proceeds for those books. He lives on 10%. He gave away 90%. Purpose. The reason you exist. The reason you are here. The reason God made you. And God made you to live a life of purpose. I was driving here today to church. I was driving on the interstate. And I saw a motorhome. And I'm always looking for illustrations. Even to the last second. Before I preach, I'm always looking for illustrations. So I'm going down the interstate at 75 miles an hour, and I see this motorhome in front of me. And it was a beat-up motorhome, but I noticed on the back of that motorhome, 
This guy had over 200 stickers of all the places he's been to. Now, if you look at my car, I don't like stickers. I think stickers mess the car up. This guy put 200 of them all over his motorhome, all the places he'd been to. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But I was thinking as I was passing him by, because he was going 38 miles an hour, <laughs> and I was going 75, so I passed him by real quick. But I thought to myself, why would someone put 200 bumper stickers on the back of their motorhome? And the reason is they want you to know all the places they've been. It makes him or them or whoever, it makes them feel good that they've been all over the world. And I thought to myself, what that guy is saying here is, this is my purpose. This is why I exist. This is why God made me. God made me to live in a motorhome and travel all over the world, and there's nothing wrong with it. I applaud the guy that he has a little bit of purpose. Because many Christians are traveling through life and they don't have a clue where they're going or why they're here. Ladies, I would encourage you on this Mother's Day, find out why you exist. Find out your purpose. Find out the reason God made you and live that life to the fullest. God made you and me to live a life of purpose. How many are still with me? Let me hear an amen. Number two, real quickly, God made you not only live a life of purpose, but God made you to lead in spite of your weaknesses. In spite of your weaknesses. Ladies, listen just for a moment. God doesn't want you to be perfect. God wants you to be obedient. And God is going to use us in spite of our weaknesses. Don't try to be perfect. Don't try to have it all together. Don't try to be like that lady on Facebook. Be the person God has made you to be and lead in spite of your weaknesses. That's what Esther did, and she led effectively. Number three, quickly, I love this one. God made you to live a life of purpose. He made you to lead in spite of your weaknesses. Number three, he made you to stand up in critical times. Everyone say stand up. Stand up and speak up. You know what I would encourage every woman to do? Stand up and start speaking up for righteousness. Because we're living in a society, watch this, where the, where the minority is more vocal than the majority. And I give you permission to stand up. God gives you permission to speak up. You were created to make a difference, and sometimes you got to know when to stand up. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not on social media anymore for a reason. But I hear that the vocal minority is making a big stink about a lot of things. And you know what the church is doing? We're sitting and we're quiet. And Mordecai said to Esther, Esther, now is not the time for you to be silent. You have been brought to this position 
for such a time as this, it's time for you to stand up and speak. I hope somebody's getting this today. Five reasons why people don't stand up. Number one, they're afraid. Afraid. This vocal minority has caused you to live in fear because we're afraid of what they're going to say about us or we're afraid of what they're going to think of us. Fear is the number one obstacle why we don't stand up. Number two, apathy. We just become apathetic. And we've let a vocal minority change the culture of our country. It's time for us to shake off apathy and stand up. Can I get an amen? Amen. Number three, the third reason why people don't stand up is they believe the lies. And here's the lie. I can't make a difference. Your voice can't make a difference. What are you going to do? How are you going to change things? Those are lies that the enemy loves to bring up, and it keeps us from standing up. Number four, I love this one. The reason why we don't stand up, I call it, we pass the buck. Pass the buck. Well, we'll let Pastor Scott do that for us. That's what we pay him for. Really? Well, somebody else is going to do it. Well, guess what? No one else does it, and nothing changes. And we continue to live in a society of declining morals. It's crazy out there, and it's getting crazier. And you know what we need? We need Esthers. We need shining stars. We need women that are going to stand up and speak up and not believe the lies that the enemy speaks over us. We're not going to pass the buck and think someone else is going to do it. No, no one else is going to do it. You're going to be the one. And number five, fatigue. We just, get, we just get tired. And we let other people speak for us. Stand up. Number four. Bruce, you can go to the keyboard. Number four. God has made you to save others by your leadership. Save others. All the women, all the ladies, all the mothers, all the grandmas, let me have your eyes just for a moment. God wants to use you to save other people. People are counting on you. Your children are counting on you. Your grandchildren are counting on you. Our community is counting on you to rise up and lead and be the leader God's called you to be. People need to be rescued. I went out in the boat last week with our dog, Winston. Austin didn't want to go on the boat. Allie didn't want to go on the boat. Tammy didn't want to go on the boat. So I took Winston out in the boat with me. So I'm putzing around really, really slow, and this dog decides it's time to learn how to swim. He didn't ask permission. He just got inspired as I'm puts it on the water to run right up to the front and jump off. Now, I panicked. This dog has just jumped off the boat. I'm all by myself. Obviously, I put it in neutral, and I ran up to the front of the boat, and no Winston. And I started looking around like, well, there's got to be somebody who's going to help me. Guess what? There was no one to help me. 
Went to the back, looked for Winston, no Winston. I started to panic. I had two panic attacks in a matter of seconds. The first panic attack is, how am I going to tell Austin I lost his dog? And the second big issue is, what am I going to tell Tammy? <laughs> Walked back to the back, and suddenly I heard this little plopping noise, and I heard this little doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. I looked to my right, and thank God, the angels came and rescued that dog from underneath my boat and pulled him out, and that dog was just swimming for the first time in my life. He just started swimming. Now, I had to make a decision. Am I going to let someone else rescue him or am I going to rescue him? And I took my shirt off, I took my watch off, I took my glasses off, and I dove in and I rescued Winston. After I did all that, several boats came up and said, are you okay? What's going on? I told them, you know, the dog jumped in, you're a little late, whatever. Watch this. There comes, sorry about that, Austin. There, there. God has made you to lead and use the leadership gifts that God has given you, and you can't wait for other people to do it. There's no one else around. What are you going to do? You lead by example, and you jump in, and you save the dog. You don't wait for somebody else to do it. God is wanting to use you, Esther. You've been brought to this royal position for such a time as this, and I see beyond all the obstacles, and I see value in you. I see excellence in you. I see that gift of leadership in you, and you've got to step up and start leading because people are drowning, and they need you, ladies, to jump in. People are counting on you to make a difference. And number five, as we close, I love this one. God has made you to shine brightly for his glory. For his glory. It's not about you. It's about God. And I'm reminded of an old song that I used to sing uh, as a little boy. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine all the time. Don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Shine brightly. The Bible says in Matthew, do your good works so that men will see them and what? Glorify God in heaven. God wants you to shine. So let's do this real quickly. I want all the women, grandmas, moms, women, I want you to stand up and I want you to come forward. I'm going to pray for you. Come on, quickly. In the balcony, all the ladies. Come on up, Helen. Bless you. Oh, what a beautiful.
What a beautiful sight. Thank God for the women in this church. Look at this. Come on up, guys, all the way up. Come real close. We'll move these things. Come on up close. Come on up. Bless you guys. Thank you, Diane. Thank you. Look at some of these, uh, look at some of these signs. You've got your own, right? We all have our signs, don't we? I am amazed at how many women. Oh, it's beautiful. Now listen, what a beautiful sight. This church needs you. Your families need you. Our community needs you. Our nation is in desperate need of Esther's. We've all got our weaknesses. We all got our hang-ups. We all got our issues. But God has a beautiful way of looking beyond all that stuff and seeing beauty in you. And when the enemy has lied to you and spoken words of defeat over you and you become tired and fatigued and, and consumed with life, God has the ability to st still see value in you and see that you are a queen. You are a shining star. You are needed, and we value you. This church values you. Your kids are counting on you. Your husband, your, your family, they're counting on you. And I want you to leave today. Where's that, where's that crown? Honey, can you have, give me the crown? Sorry. Thank you, David. I wish I had time like that priest put on King Charles's forehead. I wish I had the time to put this on every single one of you. That's how valuable you are. That was a seven-pound crown, $50 million value. <laughs> I'd like to have a crown, $50 million. I wish I had time just to put this on every single, and just look at you and say, we value you. We believe in you. God's going to use you. It's time not to retire. It's time to stand up. It's time to speak up. It's time to raise your voice. It's time to lead. People are counting on you. Shining star in a dark world. I want to pray for you today. That you leave today knowing how valuable you are in God's sight. He trusts you. He believes in you. And just as Prince, uh, King Charles' son kissed him on the cheek and said, I, I will always be there for you. That's what God's saying to you today. As he places the crown on your head, I'm there. I value you. I believe in you. I trust you. I've got your back. And that's the God we serve, the God who gave you birth. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these beautiful, incredible, talented, anointed women 
God, in spite of our weaknesses, you see value in us. And that's the beauty of the gospel. Lord, you're not expecting us to be perfect. You're expecting us to be obedient. You're expecting us just to continue to fight the fight of faith. And Lord, I pray for them today. I pray on this day as a nation where we honor them, that they would sense and feel the value that you placed in them. That you love them, you believe in them, you pledge your loyalty to them. And it's time for them to continue just to live the life you've called them to be, live a life of purpose, and make change in this community. God, let them shine. Let them shine brightly in a dark world and make a difference for your glory. We're grateful for it. We bless them today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I bless you to be all that God has called you to be. You know this. The first word God spoke to mankind, Adam and Eve, was I bless you. I believe in you. I bless you. We sang that just a few minutes ago. I bless you. Walk in that blessing. Walk in that anointing. Walk in that calling. Be that shining star that God has called you to be. Now watch this. You can't do everything, but you can do something. That's what Mother Teresa said. You talk about a saint. Mother Teresa said, can't do everything, but you can do something. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. Can't do everything but you can do something. So go today on this day and shine brightly in a dark world. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, we bless you. And all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you get a nap, and I hope you get a wonderful bouquet of flowers and a wonderful meal. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Go. And have a great day. Happy Mother's Day, everybody.